0: We know things take time to solve and we know that Uh, When we are used to work with law, we know that uh, we can be fast and responsive and uh, we can act uh, in a very short period of time. But uh, generally things take their time to to get solved. Um, So I think we have to be patient. We have to understand this deeper uh, and not try to jump into, okay, let's get a solution now, because it's going to be very hard.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Law Firm Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Griffiths, Executive Director of the International Lawyers Network. And our guest this week is Tiago Diaz-José from MGRA in Portugal. Tiago, we are really excited to have you with us this week. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you, Lindsay, and thank you for inviting our firm and me and representing it to this uh, to this podcast and to this presentation of how the ILM uh, enters our lives as lawyers and. Of our lives as lawyers as it is. <laughs>
1: Thanks. You're welcome. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the firm?
0: Well, uh, MGRA is a Portuguese law firm. We have uh, our main office in Lisbon. Then we have a few branch offices uh, around the country. We have had a few more and now we are more focused uh, on uh, Algarve and we we do have a a cluster in the Azores. Uh, And we do have a good connection to to the Portuguese uh, speaking world, saying either Brazil and uh, Angola, Mozambique, Timor, um, where we have had, in some of these countries, we have had offices and Mm -hmm. uh, now we don't anymore. Uh, but we kept very strong partnerships in, uh, in the markets where we, where we are uh, valuable players. And let's say where we have uh, the knowledge and uh, we already have the clients to keep working. So uh, MGRA is a medium size for, for the Portuguese market, a medium size firm. We are around 40 um, lawyers and lawyers and juniors and trainees and so on. Then we have the, the staff um, and um, we have been uh, progressively, um, we have been challenged progressively and responding to that uh, to keep our clients uh, with, with us, say, to communicate directly with our clients and to act uh, within this geography so Portugal is a small country and geographically we have uh, most of our clients are uh, foreigners, especially companies. Uh, they act all over and we do have to follow the quickness of response and approach that they need. Um, and so in, within this challenge, we have been applying a lot of our effort in uh, communication and in IT so this this is a strong uh, this is a strong market where we uh, support our clients but it's also a strong um, focus of ours to keep using the latest technologies and to to be able to to cope uh, with the with the development of technology to keep replying and to keep giving the the level of service that we that we are requested from our clients um I myself, I work uh, in uh, public law uh, which goes from uh, concessions, say mining uh, or, or landscaping uh, oil and gas uh, energy markets, to uh, small licenses for uh, family construction, for a business, for industry. And to uh, plotting and uh, urban planning. Um, each, it, we have uh, in MGRA, we, are the, we divide uh, ourselves uh, between areas of expertise uh, and we have teams that then we blend because, of course, each team needs uh, to, my team needs to have the support of the tech team. And so I mm-hmm. take people. From the tech team to mine, uh, from the from the um, litigation when it's needed, or from uh, the corporate law, which happens a lot. So we we generally present ourselves saying, okay, we have teams separately, but uh, the truth is we do have we do assemble the teams for each client or issue question that we are taking care of at any time.
1: That's great, and I'm sure that works very effectively for your clients.
0: Yes, it works. It works well. Um, it It brings us the it brings to the client the um, certainty that his uh, questions, uh, his any any of his issues is being uh, overseen in a global perspective, and not only say, I have a problem with tech, so I will you know, fill this form and it's done. Or I have a problem with some licensing and I will just talk to the town hall and it's done. It's not like that. We approach it uh, in a bro- with a broader view and try to put together a solution that is for the old problem or to the old question, even though sometimes the clients don't understand that at the beginning that they have such questions, but it happens a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I think that's true for a lot of clients. Um, so you mentioned dealing with uh, ch- challenges these days. So, what would you say is your biggest challenge at the moment, and how are you working to overcome that?
0: It in, into into separate uh, topics. <laughs> the biggest challenge after after a pandemic, the biggest challenge is of course, a war going on, okay. which is which is very serious. it's It's something that like in the same in the same way that sometimes the clients don't understand the problems that they have when they come to us, I think we do not we still do not understand the the length of the problem that is that's here already. It, this will take this will take years to 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 solve. it will take years. It's 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 unimaginable, and uh, what are what are we going, what are we doing now to to cope with it? Mm-hmm. Very little, because we are trying. What we can do is we are trying to understand what's going on and what would be uh, an outcome and and, um, and the possible ways to deal with it. So I think that is the biggest challenge for the next long term, very long term. And uh, I think COVID brought us a perspective uh, of life and uh, of how things evolve. That was not immediate to to all of us. To me, it wasn't Uh, because when we started, the first time I heard about COVID, I was in New York in the beginning of uh, 21, no, the beginning of 20, 2020, and um, we can, I, I was there with my wife, we came back, uh, then it's, and it was just, there is a flu, you know, there is a flu somewhere in, in East, where it was summer, and we were in the, in the peak of, of the winter. Um, and in two months or in 30 days, it was all over the news. And in 60 days, we were in lockdown. Um, and my idea, and I think in the majority of the people's mind, we thought, okay, it will be over by, by, the, by, by summer. But then it wasn't. And, and then it was two and a half years. And still it's... It's not gone, let's say. We have a bigger problem, yes, but it's not gone. So I think this changed a lot the perspective of uh, how we see uh, things uh, or the major problems. Um, Because from, let's say from the last 20 years, we have been, our perspective changed a lot because things went faster and faster and faster. The problems urged faster, but the solutions as well, and these, you know, brought the trend a bit back and say, okay, problems—the real problems—don't have a solution that is so fast,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, it makes us wonder, <laughs> of course, but uh, that I think that's. Uh, Law, especially law, uh, has 4,000 years. We know things take time to solve. And we know that uh, when we are used to work with law, we know that uh, we can be fast and responsive. And uh, we can act uh, in a very short period of time. But uh, generally, things take their time to to get solved. so, I think we have to be patient. We have to understand this deeper and not try to jump into, okay, let's get a solution now because it's going to be very hard. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It will, and it will affect us a lot. On the other hand, on my area, and especially say on, po- on public law and relationship with the state. Um, everything, of course, every every downsize or every big fall has uh, some opportunities in it. And uh, we have seen this happening a lot. We have worked in Mozambique and Angola for very long periods. Uh, and we know that uh, when things go deep down, there are some good opportunities, and uh, and people need help. So, we'll be here to see what what goes on, of course. <laughs> and um, I feel that there is all, always. Uh, I've started working in '97, and since then, I know that the biggest challenge I have is to while working. It is. It, it's people, of course. And it's either our partners, our colleagues that work with us, <laughs> uh, our clients. And I have a, a degree, or I have a, a step on this, which is I have to do, do a link between the, the public, uh, the state, and my clients. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard. To 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 make this approach between individuals and state is very hard, generally, and yeah. it, but per se it takes some time to do. To tune the two ends of this and say okay, let's let's settle something together. Yeah. So that's personally that's a challenge since ever, and it's something we have to. I, I've been working to cope with from from the beginning, but uh, it's with, it, it takes patience and uh, and it takes some it takes it takes clarity and uh, and uh, truthness. I would I would say I don't know if the, there is the word in 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 English. You know you have to be clear and you have to put things you know very very straightforward before the eyes of the client so that everyone knows where things are standing at each point.
1: Yeah, and I can imagine that working in public law does make you especially patient because I would think I'm, I'm above even many other types of law that things move especially slowly.
0: Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Some, not always, when they move fast, they move really fast um because it takes a lot of time to make decisions but once the decisions are made the procedures tend to be fast tend to accelerate and you must one must be aware to that and must aware the clients and so on that okay we have been sleeping for six months but we'll but then in six weeks everything will have to be done
1: right (laughs) right (laughs) right
0: That's it, because at a certain point, especially with uh, the public administration, uh, when when the decisions are usually or lots of times made by pressure and pressure comes from the need and they decide they know we we talk for six months and we say, okay, this is going to be needed. Let's do the procedure. Let's find the proper way to to get it uh, on behalf of the administration. and we go we go back and forth forward and, uh, and at the same time say, okay, we need it in a week. Say you have no time to do the procurement, you, know? you You have no time to to do the contracts. Oh no, find a way, please do it. And then, then you have to do it. <laughs> right.
1: Are there yeah. are do you think there are lessons that you've learned from the pandemic that are now useful to you in dealing with clients and um, and the government because of the war? Um, and um, are things different or um, is that necessarily even relevant?
0: It, it, it's not that I think both things are r- related, you know, like, or- on a cause effect, of course. But, right. Uh, yeah, but uh, as I was I was saying, as we were talking right now, yeah, I think uh, COVID, the, the pandemic brought a different perspective uh, on how we see uh, life going on than what we had in the previous, I would say, 20 years. And it, in a certain way, yes, it prepared us to to be ready to brace ourselves <laughs> like like in the play say something is not correct is not going okay so hold on uh, and uh, and uh, yeah it's, it's true it gives us uh, resilience to to go through the the problems and i imagine it it also brings people to a pres- to think a bit by themselves, uh, which is quite important. Uh, And not only to to take for granted what they see on uh, social networks or something like this. If we have a bit more uh, attention and we take our, a bit of our time to to go deeper into some news or to think, just to think about things and to, to learn about, just to search. Where do things come from? See what is uh, what is the how did this uh, Soviet Empire blew up? How did the regions uh, happen or became independent? Who is in charge of what in this in this whole thing? I think it brings. I think COVID uh, putting us all at home first. Stopping a bit, you know, stopping, just having time. Or I didn't, I didn't found to have much time during COVID, I must say, but um, because we'll get to there. But I think that to the majority of people, it did two things it gave gave them a bit more time and it gave them the, the need to see and to understand a bit of the news. And then, as they have time, to think, of, to think a bit. And yes, it prepared people to, now to, uh, I don't say to understand because it's very hard to understand this, this current situation, but to, to be able to at least see what goes on and do their own perspective of what's to come. And that, yeah, in that way, yes, I think COVID prepared people. Then the state, uh, yes, because of in 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 the in the um, in the way that it brought the necessity to act fast and to be ready to help people. Yes, I think it it uh, it also prepared the state. Actually I think I think EU did got a good response either to COVID and socially, at least socially, uh, let's on the politics, let, let them do that. But socially I think they I think EU gave a a good response to the to the situation in Ukraine.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so you mentioned not getting more time with COVID. I'm guessing yeah. working we from had, home did work. not help you. <laughs> we had a lot of work. <laughs> no, the thing is,
0: I work with the state, and right. we have uh, one side, another side. We have a, a strong uh, labor law department. So these were highly pushed because um, all the public procurement had to be you know, turbocharged Mm-hmm. to to buy masks vaccines uh, alcohol disinfectant the the world uh ambulances to contract more people to on the other side, I work a lot with the public transports and mm-hmm. on procurement technology you know and that crashed completely
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but as it crashed, we still had to cope with the consequences of it didn't crash, but of, of course, it, in 2020, the the medium annual uh, occupancy of the public transport here was 12 percent. Wow, which, which is way, way, way low. Well. But it's understandable. People had to stay at home,
1: so right, right.
0: So it's understandable. But of course, we had also to cope with the consequences of that. You know. People in layoff, uh, all the, the labor issues that it brought along, but also the maintenance of things had to be maintained. You know, the infrastructure, the structure, everything had to ke- to keep running. So it would be possible to turn the key in the in the day that someone decided, and it would run. Yeah. So it was very hard because it, it, it took a lot of time.
1: That's really
0: but we did it, we're here and
1: Yeah. And what percentage is it at now?
0: The the usage on the on public resorts. Yeah. It's it's getting to eighty percent.
1: Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. So our so people...
0: what we are missing a bit is tourism because right. this year is because summer is starting now, so in the end of the year it will be, it will
1: be back yeah, back to normal okay. hopefully yeah so what would be I mean you've told us a lot about um, work over the last few years um, what would be the biggest surprise you've had over the last few months
0: okay. from work yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah because it, it's a question of perspective of course sure. you, you know um, I would say it was very uh, good and uh, not special a special surprise, which was very good to see the tourism industry getting back on its feet. Um, we we work with some airline companies, we work a lot with uh, hotels, hotel companies uh, on, on licensing but also on uh, corporate business. and. Um, it was it. It was very. It was very satisfactory to see that from the beginning of the year, the, the business was taking off again, and people were recovering. Um. So huge surprises. There is no. Nothing to sign as to 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 signal as a huge surprise. Uh, this this was a very positive. Uh, a, a very positive thing that happened, or that we saw ha- started happening. Um, but then the rest was already mostly foreseeable.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is probably a good thing. I mean, who wants any big-
0: After, <laughs> after so, many, so many surprises, yes. We could, we could
1: no kidding. Yeah. Without, without work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's turn a little bit to your career um and um what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned over your career
0: patience <laughs> patience you have, and and it's it's two things that that build up some that build up with i think with me and it build up with a lot of of professionals that work that have been working uh with people, which is you have to be highly motivated and be very patient. Mm. I have a, I have a thing I have a trick that uh, here at the house people know that that, that I can do this, uh, which is I have I have a switch. You know I can I can go in the car I can drive for. A week with the kids yelling in the car and I switch it off and I don't hear them. And I can do the same lots of times with clients and you know (laughs) on counterpart say off. Okay. I think
1: I think my dad has that same switch (laughs) because I very useful. (laughs) Sometimes I have to say his name a couple of times
0: before he pays
1: attention. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's yeah. something i developed i was i was um, for me it was very hard to keep attention and to be focused when 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 i was studying and so on and i i started developing this when i when i need to do something or i don't want to be bothered or i need to be extremely patient i just quit Off. tune everything
1: out <laughs> yeah oh, it's, it's definitely useful to have yeah so
0: we also i think we especially from from an office like like mgra we also learned that it is very important to to keep people motivated you know our team is very valuable we we need to find the right persons to work with us Mm -hmm. but when you do you have to keep them motivated you have to give them new challenges you have to find the right work for it for them or give them the opportunity to go and find it uh, if they are able to, or if they are motivated to. And um, so managing people and, and uh, keeping the right people with us is, is something that is, it needs to be learned, especially for me, I, I, I didn't come with that, with that preloaded <laughs> capacity. I, I had to learn how to do it. Um with lawyers, it's quite hard because lawyers are tend to be very individual and uh, even though we work uh, in m g r a with a few friends uh from from the start um it's 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 hard to it's hard to keep people always motivated and it's hard for us to when when we jump into saying something or we are not in our best day and so on. You know, to do it and say, oh, I shouldn't have, you know, this was maybe not not the correct way to deal with it. But then you have to step back. Then you have to, you know, say, okay, let's restart this. Sorry, let's do it again. But it takes, but yeah, with with, with people, with the, I would say with lawyers, with each one with his ego, it's sometimes not easy to, to deal with. Or, or to see people doing this, you know, getting back on on their feet and say, okay, let's let's restart.
1: Yeah, that takes a lot of good self awareness too. I don't think that's a quality normally that lawyers have. So I think that's probably unique about you and your colleagues.
0: We we try to do it, and of course, not everyone does it, and not everyone does it every day because it's sure. we, we are we don't we don't wake up like feeling to do that every every day, but it's very important that we do it uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what would you say is something that would um, people would un- misunderstand about the your practice that uh, I think not a lot of people are in public sector work not a lot of lawyers are in public sector work. So okay. what's something that that people would misunderstand.
0: Um, I would say mainly the 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 length the broadness of the the issues involved. Um, people, companies, because to people this is just you know a permit to buy a house or something. It's not that that uh, it's not that hard to understand. But to companies, um, Portugal in Portugal we have. Uh, Quite a heavy burden of red tape and uh, and and need to to interact with the state that is quite heavy. So, so what we what we see what I see uh, is that either we I work with companies that are already familiar, say, to do public bidding or to interact with the state by concessions or so on. Then it's easy because on the other side, either we are on with the company or with the state but we know that on the other side there's some someone that is already in the same page and on the same level you know it's it's easy to to start but uh, on companies like hotel groups or uh, av- aviation um even on uh, on energy, say oil, gas, now wind and, and solar. Um, it is very hard for um, people that come from the business, uh, from the business uh, sector and that are uh, us- used to do business very fast, to work with people that are very, um, can do this, can take their decisions very fast. And do have the means to produce to to, to put the, the the decisions to work rapidly, especially we we say this on in in the energy sector. Um, then it's very hard to make to make them to make these decision makers understand why is it so hard to you know to come to the state to see to to present a plan to say I want to do this. The overcome will be easy. It will be good for me, it will be good for you. So do you agree with this or not? It, this can take months. And it's very hard to, to explain to these people. And I understand, we have had, we work with huge clients from huge oil companies or for companies that now do uh, solar and the uh, eolic production of energy. And they, they, they run businesses that are, they have twice the, the GPD, the, the, the gross product of Portugal and and they can do whatever they want with the money from their company you know they are entitled to okay I want to do this here and if there was no state they could do it and then you say no no you cannot do that You have to talk to these guys and okay let's talk to the guys Oh no they're not available to talk to you
1: it's, come on. Right. it's hard yeah. yeah. That's just how it works. Yeah, exactly. Works. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> <worth. laughs> okay. All right. So before we wrap up, uh, can you tell me what does being part of the ILN mean to you?
0: Yes. It's, for us, the, for NGRA it represents, in, in, in the first instance, the ability to know the people to whom we recommend our clients, which is, for us, very important. Um, the, the the referral to someone that you met and that you know you can trust, even if it's not the, the, that person that is going to do the job. Now, but if if I say to an ILN, uh colleague, we, I have this issue or my client has this issue, can I send it to you? And says yes. Even if I don't do it, I'll find I'll find someone who will. Then, for me, it's I, I, I can be I can be sure that it will be done. And it's the difference between doing a good service to the client, say a referral, or on the other hand, if there is no uh, if this, this link is not there, I'll, my my answer to the client would be. I don't know anyone you have to search for yourself that's it because the risk of uh, referring someone that you we don't know it's quite high and um, because we take responsibility of of our referrals um, apart from that it's it's a pleasure it's the pleasure of the meetings and knowing the the people and the, and of course, uh, having had the the ILM meeting here in Portugal, uh, we also, as a host, understood uh, the how it, how important it is to to make people feel comfortable and to have good hospitality for to for them to feel easy, easier, uh, and to mingle between themselves. So it's. It's very for us. It's a pleasure and a rewarding pleasure because we have this uh, added value of the of being sure of the referrals and the people we meet. That's of course, wonderful. we have had we have had a few referrals and a, and a few good clients, no, no doubt. And we made a few good friends as well.
1: <laughs> good, good. That's what I like to hear. Um, and finally, the one question I always ask everyone is, "What is one thing you're enjoying right now?"
0: I enjoy, I enjoy several things. What I'm enjoying mostly now is that we are starting the summer, so we back to sailing and back to back to the water. I, I love that. <laughs> Uh, in terms of uh, music and literature, I've been a bit on the downsides on new music. Uh, yeah, I've been just listening to mostly old tunes, so not not nothing to 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 put the point at. Uh, I've been reading a few uh, Portuguese authors that I didn't knew, which Portuguese. In Portuguese, but uh, from Angola and uh, and from Mozambique, which I recommend. Uh, I don't know if the translations would be any good, but uh, but in Portuguese they are very interesting uh, because the way that um, the, the non uh, Portuguese Portuguese speakers do. Uh, the way they evolve the communication in Portuguese is very interesting, with new words, with new phrasing, with new ways of saying the same thing, with bringing some new music to it. It's, it's interesting.
1: That's very cool. And that's it. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure and uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners for tuning in we will be back next week with another guest and in the meantime please take a moment to rate review and subscribe over on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and thank you so much real law firms real intelligence